Well, hello, hello, everyone. We're giving you guys a few seconds to come come in. Amen. I got, I'm getting a little churchy this Yeah, this go evening. ahead. Give a, <laughs> a little churchy. Give a, what'd you say? Amen. Amen. <laughs> a little churchy. That's okay. I'm so weak. <laughs> That's right. Hey, y'all. Okay, so we on, we on, we on. Gone and we're looking good. We're looking good. We got we got three people. We got three people. So we okay, we're doing good. We're good. Well, hello. Um, how you how you guys doing today this evening? Um, we're doing a little doing things a little unorthodox, Very unorthodox. tonight. Um I'm I'm um I'm a guest actually, low mills, but I'm actually um I'm I guess I'm hosting. Yes, oh, I'm co-hosting, but I'm hosting. So he's actually hosting today. Tonight, um, I'm the guest. Well, she's she it's 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 her platform, you know. But tonight yes. we're kind of doing things in reverse. I'm actually going to be interviewing her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we're on the whole story Sundays with uh, the holistic one. Uh, nice. Your girl Jakeia Gilchrist and I am um, Low Mills. Um, no titles tonight. Just just I'm just I'm just. You know low you know and i'm not even the holistic one tonight actually that's probably good that i'm not the holistic one tonight just because of what we're talking about mm-hmm. i feel like no titles are necessary <laughs> <laughs> so yes so hey y'all and this is season five y'all the whole story sundays have made it to five seasons i'm really excited hand about clap it. hand clap <laughs> but um i'm just excited tonight because um just excited i'm really proud of of your journey um i've i've seen you know where you've come from you know in the beginning i mean just a just a, a you know a young lady with a dream and an iphone and, and, and now you know you're building upon what you started um here you are with uh three how many seasons in there four five seasons five seasons five in seasons. and um you know, just just for those who don't know you, I know you got. You know, we have followers out there from you know your local assembly, mm-hmm. from you know your your you know your career, mm-hmm. um, uh, relationships and, and things of that nature, family. But for those who don't know you, just tell the people a little bit about yourself. Okay, so she she, she acting like she nervous, but we gonna we gonna break this I, ice. I'm never the guest, and now I see how it feels. I thank God making me see how it feels to be the guest. <laughs> but um, okay. So I am 31 years old. I reside in Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia. Um, not only that, guys, I am a member at the Way, the Truth, and the Life um, Ministries, where I serve as a minister. Um, in addition, I am a therapist by trade. That's what I love to do, which is also, ironically, why we started the whole story Sundays was because of my love for ministry and my love for helping people heal from mental disease and illness and even if it's not mental disease and illness it's just the things that you're bound with that sometimes you just need a practical nudge yes um and somebody to just point you in the right direction i know that's how it happened for me shout out to miss diane my therapist um what else i don't have children yet but i want some (laughs) i want a husband first (laughs) and right now i'm just I'm just following my dreams and, you know, going for what I know um, by 
you know, walking out my faith, but then also pursuing purpose. And that's what essentially I believe the whole Story Sundays is about. Pursuing purpose and helping others to heal. Amen. Mind, Amen. body, and soul. That's why we call it the whole Story Sundays. Amen. Um, and and I can I can attest to that because you know I've like I said I've watched you grow, mm-hmm. you know I've watched you you know over the years and like I said you just like a butterfly man it's just been an amazing metamorphosis on how you've grown man I had a, I had a, a strong mentor though no nah, I don't take <laughs> I don't take no credit I don't take any credit because you know um, you know we we'll have these awesome conversations mm-hmm. about. You know any and everything about life and about um you know how you want to you know proceed with your mm-hmm. dreams and your passions and, and, and your and your um career goals and stuff like that and uh you know you, it's it's really uh it's wholesome and it's hot woman to see you know young women that are still trying to pursue the right path yeah because we see you know so many young folks they're going down the wrong path mm-hmm. and i just applaud you for that i appreciate it prophet i really do so let's talk about let's let's go ahead and 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 transition into um the title of tonight mm-hmm. the title of tonight is overcoming or how to overcome the imposter syndrome yes and i want to add that i'm still overcoming the imposter syndrome that i have not reached glory with this yet mm-hmm. but um as i'm working towards it i want to help other people because it's gen- it's not a um a gender thing okay i just want to help people understand how to cope with it okay and essentially understand how to overcome it also so we overcoming this together that's what the healing ship mm-hmm. represents is getting on your own personal healing ship while also us getting on the healing ship together okay to overcome the obstacles in life so yeah Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. How you're bringing the um, the spiritual aspect as far as um, um, biblical principles, mm-hmm. and, and, and you're you're tying them, you know, to, you know, to uh, I guess psychological issues because yes. you know I guess it's a stigma in the church that we can't we we, we can't have therapy Mm-mm. and we can't serve God at the same time. Yeah, I don't know why people think that therapy and prayer can't coexist, but it can because <laughs> I tell people all the time. If God pointed me to my therapist, how about that? <laughs> so yeah. Well, that well, I guess we'll we'll uh, that that'll kind of transition us into the first question. Can you expand or and, and educate listeners or viewers on what um, the imposter syndrome is? Yes. So I'm going to use some notes, and then we're going to just kind of flow with go, it. Go ahead. So according to Very Well Mind, imposter syndrome refers to an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. Mm. So a lot of people who have imposter syndrome, it actually makes up a lot in black women, believe Uh it or not. However, again, this is a gender um, neutral situation. Um, You will see men, you will see um, women, you'll see people of all different races and backgrounds suffer with imposter syndrome due to feeling that they're fraudulent. So basically they have obtained a certain level of success. 
However, in obtaining that level of, of success, they almost feel like they got it by chance okay. or that, you know, um, they just was blessed to have that boss who really likes them. Or, you know, if it wasn't for a certain external factors, such as having a degree, a master's degree or, you know, mm. the complexion for the protection, like whatever you want to say wow. um, are the reason why they were able to get themselves in that predicament. Right. Um, these are the type of people, though, who work extremely hard. It's actually rooted in anxiety. It's also deeply rooted in rejection. And we'll get into that. Ooh. But it's more rooted in anxiety because once you get to a certain level of achievement, you feel like you have to overachieve. And if you don't perform at a certain level, then somebody at any moment can pull that master, I mean, that mask back and expose you as an imposter. Wow. You threw a lot at me right there. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes. So, so elaborate on that. You, you saying, are you saying it's rooted in, in anxiety? Yes, it is. Because you'll find a lot of people who have imposter syndrome. And of course we're going to go deeper into it, mm -hmm. who feel as if they have to keep up a facade in the african-american community we'll call it keeping up with the joneses okay. um you know they feel as if you know they have to overwork they have to put in excessive hours they have to stay late and come in early they have to mm. um it's, it's very product productivity based mm -hmm. it's based in i'm only successful if i obtain this standard so once mm -hmm. i meet one standard let me meet another and that's rooted in anxiety because we think about martha mm -hmm. in the bible when jesus said martha mm -hmm. martha you're way too worried wow. he was telling her that because she's anxious um about you know performing in front of these people right that being stated she was about to miss that special moment with god so it is anxiety based mm -hmm. because you find people who are perfectionists um are the same people who deal with imposter syndrome. And because of that, they they can't stop. Their mind is always mm. going and it's always focused on work. And it's not because they care about their work ethic. They're afraid of being exposed as a fraud. Right. Then they're never satisfied. They're never satisfied. And, and it's like they're, they're, um, they're, they're, I guess, the word I'm looking for is they're performance driven. Performance driven. And the problem with that is that these people, believe it or not, can also suffer with forms of self-sabotage as mm -hmm. well. Because sometimes because we struggle with imposter syndrome, we won't go for pro, um, promotions and things of that nature mm -hmm. out of fear that, you know, OK, we were able to make it at this level. But are we going to be able to make it on that higher level? Wow. Yes. And that's linked in competence. Wow. And you said this thing is genderless. It's genderless. It is. It's been known to be deeply rooted in African-American women. Mm -hmm. um, actually, the term was first used by psychologists Suzanne and Pauline Rose Clance in the 1970s. It was originally for women who um, were in high productive fields, such as law, engineering, mm. things of that nature. Okay. However, as time progressed and, you know, um, things just became complicated for everyone wow. then it has now it doesn't have a face it's just really deeply rooted in how you feel about yourself a lot wow. of the stuff is rooted in childhood trauma let me ask you a question because mm -hmm. you, you 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 i don't and i don't want to get you off if i if mm -hmm. i do you can no you correct me. but how does how does this thing work in regards to relationships or dating yeah so it'll it'll have you dealing with that feeling of one or two things so you will either feel as if you're not um good enough to be loved mm -hmm. you won't ask for the needs that you really need your strength right. in relationships Ooh. or you'll stay away from relationships 
all right uh -huh. because you don't you are afraid to give 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 and you'll feel as if if you give so much and it isn't received or is it given back to you then you're a failure wow. or you're only love based on how much you can give so that's 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 what i was i was kind of getting at it seems like what you're talking about is I have to perform. Yes. And and every time I get to a certain plateau, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like the bar has ha, ha, the bar is going to be risen higher. Yes. And you know, or raised exactly higher. And now I have to I have to you know I have to maybe you know climb over another hurdle or yes. jump through another hoop, never ever being able to be comfortable. Yes. In the relationship. So it's very transactional, and not only that, it's transactional, wow. and it's not more unconditional. Wow. We know that love is unconditional. But people who have imposter syndrome suffer with a lot of guilt. So mm. they always feel like if they get blessed, like I'm gonna give you a prime example. When I became a minister, I didn't feel like I deserved to be a minister. Wow. I felt like I had to do everything perfect because I felt like now I'm on a pedestal. And if I mess up, if I sin, if I do this, if I do that, then at any moment that can be snatched under me. And then they right. could say, You don't, you can't be a minister anymore. Right. You're unqualified. You're inadequate. Yeah. 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 And and, and we, we talk about that a lot, you know having that 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 spirit or or that you know stronghold of inadequacy mm -hmm. and having those towers in, in, in our minds yes. to hinder or keep us from you know going to that it's almost like we're living under a glass ceiling yes it is and that's the reason why this is also rooted in competence mm -hmm. and basically having the necessary competence is having the necessary ability knowledge or skill to do something successfully people who have imposter syndrome again feel as if they are not competent wow they feel that you know like um they're just favored or mm. and which we all are right or we all have grace we grace is honestly the reason why any of us here and can do what we can do but people who have imposter syndrome like you know for me i could say well the only reason why i'm a minister mm -hmm. is because my uncle is the head of the ministry right, right you understand right, what right. i'm saying it's not because you serve right it's not because you know you pray when they ask you to mm -hmm. when you put in your work and because you study when you were at home you understand what i'm saying right. it's because of external things and it demotes wow. what god why god called you to this and, and you know mm -hmm. i can even i can even relate to that being mm -hmm. you know the son of a, of of, a, of an apostle mm -hmm. you know pastor because like you were saying you feel you you have those feelings that you know um I'm only in this position mm. because of, of this, you know, yeah. when in all actuality, a lot of times we will, we will, um, overcompensate. Yeah. We'll overshoot. Yeah. Because we know that people may think that, yeah, or it, or, or, or we may perceive that they think that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll overcompensate. We'll do, we'll do something that we probably wouldn't do mm. under normal situations because we're trying to prove, Come on. or I'm trying to show that, Hey, I am worthy when, that's 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 really against god you are speaking that's literally the root of imposter syndrome though mm -hmm. um it takes away the fact that god is i am that i am and i'm gonna get into that mm -hmm. um but it demotes that god is a god of providence and that he's a god of everything and it makes it seem as if the odds are just in your favor mm -hmm. so then you start looking at blessings as more so um inconveniences mm -hmm. because you look at your life as i'm only blessed because i have this great support system mm. if i didn't have this great support system would i be this blessed right. or if i didn't have you know like um 
I don't know, like the opportunity, if I was granted a different situation, mm -hmm. would I still be able to overcome this? And you don't look at it for what it is. And the fact that God is doing this for everybody, yeah. everybody is where they are because of the person who they serve, Christ. You understand yes. what I'm saying? We all wouldn't obtain or achieve if it wasn't for God's providence, which right. is just his protective care. Yes, yes, yes. yes. You know what? I'm going to pause for a second. Y'all do me a favor out there. Uh, you know, like We're on Facebook Live. If you can, because she is giving out some good information. <laughs> I'm talking about she is touching on some 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 good stuff like she always does. Like, throw those hearts up, those likes up. Share this video. Please share this video. Because yes. I believe that God is going to do something uh, remarkable and amazing on your platform. And, and we want to we want to support her. We want to we want to promote her, but not because, you know, she's family or, or, or whatever, but because she is really uh, devoted to the craft. Yeah. And she's really giving out good content. So I'm going to move on to the next. Thank you uh, so the, much. You're welcome. I'm going to move on to the um, mm -hmm. the second question. It says, what is your personal testimony of dealing with imposter syndrome? All right. So this is where it started. Um, and this was shown to me. Um, this was shown to me as an adult. Mm -hmm. So in my 30s or maybe on my 29th birthday. Um, I, OK, so long story short is um, I was misdiagnosed with intellectual disability. Okay. And for those who don't know what intellectual disability means, the intellectual disability means that you have an IQ. It's a developmental disability, which means that you have an IQ that's lower than 70. Mm -hmm. If you don't understand IQ, just understand that you can look at a person who's mentally retarded mm -hmm. and then you can kind of see why that is kind of traumatic. Mm -hmm. So the beauty is that I had a mother who was mm -hmm. an advocate like she really advocated for me and because she advocated for me she basically told you know the teachers that this is not the black child that you're going to throw in a id course i don't need to check that bad i don't mm -hmm. need to check at all my baby is very smart my baby is also very shy mm -hmm. and she's empathetic so if i place her in a class with these children who have clearly deficits what will happen is she will feel like is this me and mm -hmm. she'll take that on mm -hmm. so the beauty is that if you have children always advocate for your children right. because you don't know like for me like if it wasn't for her i just don't know i don't right. know how that would have impacted me mm -hmm. but they still had me in self-contained courses i'm crying oh my yeah. god <laughs> they still have me <laughs> in self-contained courses and self-contained just means that you have an IEP which mm -hmm. is an individualized educational plan in addition to having an mm -hmm. IEP that also means that they perceive that you learn differently right and I do learn differently it's just not the differently they thought so mm -hmm. my mom fought and fought and fought and essentially I was able to get out of these self-contained courses but um sometimes um, you can get out of a situation, but because your soul isn't healed from it, mm. you still view yourself out of what people label you. Some of the things that people label me, and if you don't know, bullying is a very traumatic experience. I was called slow. I was wow. called stupid. Um, basically, your intelligence was also viewed off of your appearance. Yeah. So there was a lot of things that I was caught in school that until I got into middle school and we moved into a different city, moving to a different city gave me a whole nother new start. Right. So I grew into my looks. 
I definitely was smart. So I was able to get into honors courses and things of that nature, but I still felt as if I was inadequate. Right, right. And so that's my next point. Basically, because I felt inadequate, I was making friends, but I felt as if I was only making these friends and I had to keep up with a certain appearance, if that makes sense. Um, in addition to that, when I became older and I graduated from school, I then ended up going to college. And when I went to college, it was the same thing. But it's up now, it goes from me making good grades to me not being able to focus, me feeling as if I don't deserve to be in this college. So I'm flunking out, I'm self-sabotaging. Wow. And it was just one of those situations where I'm starting to notice this pattern of me self-sabotaging myself. Mm. And it's all rooted in this traumatic experience. And yes. that started in the schools. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Wow. So, but here's the thing. So here's some of the signs that I want to give y'all some of my personal things that I went through. I went through feeling inadequate. So that means that I lack the quality or the quantity required for insufficient and for purpose. Mm -hmm. So I knew what my dreams were. I knew what I wanted to do, but I also didn't feel intelligent enough to do it. Mm. Because even though I'm at Norfolk State and I'm sitting in, in this class just like everybody else, I was still remembering the six-year-old girl who was in those self-contained courses. Wow. wow. Okay. Confidence. I had no confidence. I had a lot of self-esteem, but confidence I lacked. So long story short is confidence is a state of feeling certain about the truth of something. Me, I knew that I was pretty and I knew that I was intelligent, but that could be easily manipulated if the guy I was dating told me I was stupid, right. then I'm triggered. Or if the guy I'm dating told me I wasn't pretty, then I'm second guessing myself and I'm looking at myself in the mirror like, mm. oh, wow. You understand what I'm saying? Wow. Um, mm. I, I never felt noticed. So mm. when I was um, in those courses at the time, I always felt kind of like behind the shadow. Right. I never felt like my teachers really understood me. Mm -hmm. Honestly, the only person who I can say understood me was my mom. Right. right she Because right. she, because that's why you pay attention to your kids. Though. Right. So when your kids are living with you, I'm crying, y'all. I'm so sorry. When your kids no. are living with you, you take that opportunity to know them so you can advocate for them properly right. you see what i'm saying when i became older i struggled with finances because i felt that in order to keep friends i had to spend money on them i felt mm. that i was it was very um, transactional so if i didn't give them something um basically i wasn't able to be a good friend to them mm. or i felt as if um, you know, I could only be a part of their circle if I was doing something for them. But again, mm. that goes back to being bullied and never really being considered um, somebody people would hang with until I was in middle school. Right, right, um, right. Settling in relationships. I settled in a lot of relationships and I didn't voice my needs out of fear that they wouldn't want to talk to me again mm. or they wouldn't want to be with me again. Um, people pleasing. That started very early because I can remember one time I was in middle school and my auntie had bought me a tennis bracelet mm -hmm. and I gave her the tennis bracelet because I wanted to keep the friendship. Wow. She didn't even talk to me after that. But I felt like as, as long as I do something nice for her, right. she'll want to be my friend. Mm. You know yeah. what? <laughs> you are killing it right now. Yeah. Because I'm sitting here and every time you talk, uh -huh. it's like you you telling my story. <laughs> really? Yes, because 
Let me tell you something, man. When you have those, and I got to get comfortable. Man, I can't believe I'm crying like this. Like, because I'm <laughs> when you talk about those, those, those feelings of inadequacy, uh-huh. when you talk about you know feeling less than or, or not good enough, uh-huh. or when you when you're you're operating from a rejected mindset, uh-huh. because that's that's in essence what it is it because is. it starts it, it started from a young age mm. and then it was like residual it, it was perpetual yes it and, was. And, and it was compounded yes. you know one thing let one thing triggered another thing mm. that triggered it was like a snowball mm. you know and like you said subsequently you get to you know junior high or uh, I'm, I'm dating myself junior high you get to uh, middle school <laughs> or high school and, and you get to you know your college years and like you said, you, you, you acquire these friendships mm. and they're not really healthy friendships. No, they're not. Like you said, it's 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 performance based yes. because, you know, it's, it's a trade. Yeah, I'll give you this for your friendship. You see what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And, 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 and I'm, I'm just I'm giving my own testimony for, for, for a hot second because I can remember even being in, you know, junior high or middle school, as they say now. And you know the, the the girls that you like, they come up mm. to you. They never talked to you before. They never noticed you before. But I had on a necklace when you talk when you talked about the bracelet. Uh-huh. I had a necklace on, and the girl asked me, "Could she wear my necklace?" See what I'm and saying? And I really didn't want to let her wear it, but I liked her. Oh, okay. So I let her wear it anyway. Yep. And she gave it back to me at the end of the day. It was broken. And she didn't talk to me no more. Wow. But 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 these are these are the things that man. I'm gonna tell you something. When you talk, when you said, pay attention to your kids. These mm-hmm. are things that, man, you know, if we could really get a, a grasp on these things, man, because these are things that we don't talk about. I've never shared that story with anybody. You see what I'm trying to say? You know, and, and, and when you talk, it triggered that in me like, man, yes. wow, I remember going home with a broken chain. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and then essentially that would be, that's a memory that you have mm-hmm. that is kind of like, it makes you feel like this, I have to do something to get something. Yeah. Almost like I don't just deserve love. I don't just deserve to be, um, um, cared for mm-hmm. i can only be cared for depending on if i do something for you yeah so because i like you i'll let you wear my chain but because now i'm casting my pearls amongst swine you don't appreciate it you're going to trample it and give me back something broken yes you and then, and then even even our young ladies will uh I, god god help me you know will when that that foundation isn't there. Mm. We'll start to we'll give and we'll give and then we'll give mm. the ultimate thing, which is our, which is your body. Yep. You'll give the ultimate thing, and you and you see signs of it. We, we me and my wife, we, we was honey. We saw it. It was mm. a young lady the other day, and she was out there, and she couldn't have been no more than maybe what eighth grade, and she wow. was just letting this boy just really. I'll say this to his to, to his to his credit. He wasn't even trying to be all on her like that, mm. but she was just hovering him. He was trying to leave, and she was all around his neck and what. And I'm looking like that couldn't be my that couldn't be my daughter yeah. because I would be out there pulling her by her her, her nap of her neck. But you could, you could tell that she something was lacking. Yeah, there was a deficiency somewhere mm. because why would a girl that young be so clingy to a boy like that? If there's not a deficiency, if that's not, if there's not something that she's missing, it's something that she missing and it's internal. Yes. And it's unfortunate, but this stuff starts in childhood. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And another thing I want to say is also that a lot of people who suffer with this, um, and to include like myself, mm-hmm. codependency. Mm-hmm. Also, that's where that codependency trait is the transactional thing. Mm-hmm. Um, people 
who are codependent. We talk about that a lot, um, even now amongst like this podcast and wow. at church, is because people who um are codependent feel like they need to be needed. Mm-hmm. That's actually coming out of their own dependence wow. of wanting to be needed because you feel like if you're needed, that's when you are loved. That's where you're valued. Mm-hmm. So you feel like, you know, it goes back to, like I said, transactional love. Mm-hmm. It goes back to what I said to that, right? So the more needed I feel, the more I know that I'm valuing somebody's life. Right. And the more valuable I am, the more needed I am, you won't let me go. Right. You understand what I'm so, saying? So would you say in, in that sense that we, we talked about how we attract, you know, the manipulative friends. Mm-hmm. So would you say that would, that would also attract the, the the person's just like us yes and and and, and i'll give the and, and like i said i know you gave the example a while back about you know the the, the two ticks with no dog mm, you i love that yes <laughs> you know what i'm saying to where like i said we're we're both you know we're like biting on biting on each other mm-hmm. you know it, it, there's, but there's never a host yeah you know so mm-hmm. you know you and if you think about it you you all you you tend to attract after your own kind you do you know, if, if you're broken, you're going to attract broken. Yes, you are. If you're whole, you're going to attract whole. You are. And I want to say something to the to the women. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are always wondering why you're attracting emotionally unavailable men mm. is because of this trait, though, this codependency trait. Mm-hmm. Un- emotionally unavailable men know that if they're dealing with the female who is codependent mm-hmm. or people pleasing, yes. they already know they point out that deficit and they see it and they already know I can give her this much and she's going to give me this much. Mm -hmm. And because I know that I'm going to take advantage of that. And it doesn't stop until you stop it or until they find somebody else who not going to put up with it, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So that's the reason why it's very important to heal from stuff like this, because if you don't, it's not everything is performance driven. And so you don't want to be in a relationship where you feel like, I have to give everything in order to get a little bit of something. Mm. And you ain't really getting nothing. Yes. Yes, you can. And this is my lane right here. You ever heard somebody say, um, why um, you give it a voice? Why do you ever get the milk on free? Yeah. So why like, buy the cow if you can get the milk for free? That's right. Uh huh. They just, and they doing everything they can. It's not even their husband. Come on, come on, come on, everything they can to please this. Go man. ahead, yes. you speaking, anything. you speaking. Yes, you speaking. Yeah, and he know I ain't gotta do much for her because she wants me. Come on, you know what I'm saying? So yep. just doing just enough. Yes, because honestly, all she wants is to feel appreciated. That's it. Feel love. Mm-hmm. She's missing something. Hey, what could it be? Her daddy was there. Yeah, you know, she's getting that love, she's yes. getting that affection, she's mm. getting those affirmations, she's beautiful, and all these great things. Mm. Dad never gave her, come on, but she's getting it from a man who's probably giving her nothing. Come on, let's say, right. yeah, I do. He's giving her, and he's never gonna marry her because why? Why wow. does he have to? He don't have she to, doesn't mm. have to because she's doing everything, yes. And that's the thing. So, I also want to pinpoint this one little thing out mm-hmm. that you just said people who suffer with imposter syndrome also are very passive aggressive and that's because they expect to be loved mm. right the way they're giving it but they require nothing wow and my thing is i can't expect from this gentleman or i can't expect from my employer 
to give me these rewards, these accolades, show, pay me my um, respects, give me my roses while I can smell them. If I'm doing everything and I'm not demanding anything in return from them. Mm -hmm. What I'm learning about people is um, people are very literal. And so if I don't tell you what I need, you're going to think I'm okay with bare minimal treatment. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? And and so you expect to be loved in a certain type of way. And when you don't get that, you feel as if you are not appreciated or right. nobody care for you. I've Come done on. this so many times throwing these temper, temper tantrums when God is really just telling me, girl, you need to love yourself. Yes. You got yes. a wholeness deficit. Ooh. And because you got this wholeness deficit, you get mad when people don't give to you how you give. But have you ever thought that you don't ask for anything? Right. So you're going to get bare minimum. That's the reason why some women, they get everything because they don't, they don't go better. But I don't ask so much, but you ask so much, you get nothing. And, and, and you know what? One thing, um, mm -hmm. um, minister and minister, um, minister and minister. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, coming from a gentleman's perspective you know you were talking about you know the young man you Come got on. you got men out here who 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 really seek after yeah women that 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 have those deficiencies they pray on it you know they they will say you know what why would i go out here you know i know i don't i don't want to work mm -hmm. so why i'm gonna go out here and look for you know this 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 woman who is in this high position let me go get her because she looks like she she's looking for somebody Come on. Huh? And, then, and, that, and that's when you have the woman going to work, taking care of the man. She's cooking, cleaning, mm. washing clothes. I mean, uh, taking care of him, feeding him. I mean, doing everything. And you scratch your head like, what? what why would she? Why would she put herself out there like that? Mm. You know, mm -hmm. it's, like I said, you have those those deficiencies. Yes, you do. So, also afraid of failure and success, and it is it is possible possible to be simultaneously afraid of both. Yes. Um. Being afraid of failure looks like you're going to be an overachiever because you don't want to fail. Mm -hmm. um, in my case, because like I said, I was in those smaller classes, I was more so afraid of success. Mm -hmm. So I flunked out of Norfolk State my first time. Mm -hmm. I did. Um, and at the same time, I was going through a bankruptcy and a repossession. Wow. Or no, I didn't even have a repossession. My car was just totaled because I didn't have any insurance on it because I was not financially um, responsible. Right. So what? And then honestly, as an adult, I noticed some of these same patterns. It's not as dramatic, mm -hmm. but I noticed some things in myself mm -hmm. that I'm like, it's still some residue. Yeah. Girl, you yeah. Was, and you. Was, yeah. I know we got to get to question three, but you, you was you're. You, you you all in my you know message <laughs> your journal <laughs> from 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 earlier because you know i talked about how um you know you know we we know songs 51 very well and i ain't gonna, I ain't gonna take over mm -mm -mm. but it's it's funny how you know when we when we find ourselves in a jam come on as king david found himself in a jam and i don't want to preach but and, 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 and he says things like you know behold you know I was, I was, you know, I was conceived in yeah. sin. I, I was shaped in, in iniquity. Mm -hmm. And like I said, he came to a culmination of himself like, wait a minute. You know, I find myself mm. in these situations. And, uh, and, and he was, and he, he found himself in a situation because first he was out of position, mm. you know. But secondly, like I said, he comes to that culmination in 17 that I, I, I you know, I, I, that there's an issue. There's something, something happened. Something beyond the you surface. Know, 
before because sometimes we we look at things that happen directly to us but then sometimes you, you got to look at what happened before you was even conceived mm. look at the patterns in your mama life look at the patterns wow. in your daddy life your grandmama life your great grandmama life look at wow. look at look at the lineage of your family why is it that we have four or five generations still living in the projects you know what? ain't nothing wrong with it if you use that if you're using it as a tool to elevate yourself mm. but why do we feel like we're, we're you know we can only get to that point why do i feel like you know you know this is all um um this is all really that i'm supposed to have wow. you know I, I i can't i can't even we can't even see ourselves getting beyond certain places i can never see myself owning a home you know you know or i can never see myself driving that car we might we might even have good credit hmm. but our our you know but but our, our mindset won't let us go to a, a legitimate car lot we're wow. so used to buying you know stuff off of these little clump these little yeah lots you don't feel like you deserve to be yes I, I don't have the you know the, the, the wherewithal to go to a, a legitimate financial institution and apply for a loan because i already know i'm gonna get rejected wow you know what i mean wow and that's afraid that's afraid of, of success essentially. yes yes and you know what it's something that you just mentioned about uh things that are like inherited that we inherit that's yes. passed down anxiety is another Thing that I wanted to touch on in my own personal experience. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so in doing some like self exploration and just some questions, you know, as Black people, we we talk a yes. lot. <laughs> we as we're very expressive yes. by nature, and um, my grandmother informed me that my father, my biological father, he suffered with anxiety. Mm -hmm. I would have never known this. Um, my dad was locked up for 17 years mm -hmm. and then being locked up for 17 years I can't even imagine what he went through behind those walls right. I don't want to really imagine because it's a traumatic experience within right. his within itself yes but my grandma would say that when he got out he would always say I gotta do this I gotta do that I gotta do that in my mind I'm putting myself in his position and I and it resonated so well with me mm -hmm. because I hear that in myself and I'm like I gotta do this I gotta do that I gotta get this degree I gotta do this. Mm -hmm. I can't fail. If I fail, what is this gonna look like? If I fail, what is that gonna look like? I can't, I can't make a mistake because I'm a minister. And if I do this, then what? And it's just so many thoughts. Wow. And it's all coming from that feeling of being a fraud. Yes. So, you know, my dad, he came out of prison to open up a barber shop. When mm. we went to his like um, you know, thing when they just show their respect, yes. he had so many people that showed him love. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, did he see himself as Jameson the barber, or did he see himself as Jameson the ex-convict? And so he felt like I have to do this because mm. I don't want people to look at me as the ex-convict. I mm. want people to look at me as the barber. I want wow. people to look at me as the man of God and not by the mistake. Right. Wow. And a lot of the times we live in a society that will put that mistake on you real quick, yes. but they will not look at the success. So you get that sense of anxiety that if I fail, what is that going to look like? Yes, we get labeled. And and, and, and what we have to understand is failure is a, is a part of success. It's a natural. You know, part you talk of life. To, you talk to any millionaire or billionaire, and they'll tell you, you know, the reason why I got here is because I failed plenty of times. Mm. But it was the, it was that was the, the opportunity to learn. God, you know. Mm, 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 mm. Oh yeah, three. That was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, three. Yes. Okay. From a biblical standpoint, expound on why imposter syndrome is not of God. Y'all got your seatbelts on? Yes, I'm buckled I'm in. I'm about to take y'all down a bumpy road. I'm, I'm, I'm buckled in. Okay, this is a lot, but we're going we gonna to build a foundation and kind of go forward. So, in Exodus 3 and 6, mm -hmm. 
um, the scripture says, then he said, and he refers to God, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. When God is saying this, when he is saying, I am the God of Abraham, mm -hmm. your father and Jacob, he's basically saying, he's reminding Moses that he has a covenant with him. Right. Here's the thing about God. God is a God of covenant, right? Yes. And covenant is actually a legal term because it really means agreement by lease, deed, or legal contract. Mm -hmm. So if we know that God, we say in the word all the time, mm -hmm. God is the God that he shall not lie. Mm -hmm. Then if he reminded Moses that I'm the God of all these people who were before you, basically what he's saying is I'm reminding you of the promise. Now it's time to go walk mm. this thing out and get this promise. Right. You see what I'm saying? So basically, um, this is kind of where it gets kind of at. So when Moses said in Exodus 3 and 11, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of um, Egypt? Right. He basically was saying, who am I? Like, I'm a fraud. I'm an imposter. Um, that is a slap in the face to God. And that's in direct opposition of his word. Because in Psalms 139 and 14, he says, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. So anytime you view yourself as an imposter or a fraud, right. you're basically telling God, the person who knows everything, that he made a mistake wow. and that you are not good enough to fulfill his purpose. You see what yes. I'm saying? Yes. And so what then happens is the reason why it's not of God is because the only the, the root of it is that it's not in alignment with his word. Wow. So then people think that it sounds good to say, who am I? Right. How can you say who am I to I am that I am when mm. he created you? You see wow. what I'm saying? It's not a humbling thing to say. Yeah. It don't look mm. good to say. If anything, it's an insult. Right. And it makes God angry. Yeah. Wow. wow. And that's why we was never supposed to suffer with confidence issues. Yes. Um, another thing that I kind of wanted to pull out was when in Exodus 3 and 12, it says, I will be with you and this will be the sign to you that it is who I have sent you and you have brought the people out of Egypt. Mm. You will worship God on a mountain. What that is basically saying is when we, when we denote mm. our success to, um, mere outer circumstances or, you know, luck or the odds were in our favor, right. we're taken away from the fact that God was with us every step of the well, way yes that we had to pray our way through fast our way through we had to cry and seek his face mm -hmm. but right. when you take him out of that and you yeah. say who am I you putting yourself on an unnecessary pedestal that you don't even have to be on because God is going to get you through this situation right. mm -mm -mm. if that makes sense so that's the reason why it's not of God then um mm. it says Basically, for me, another thing was with Moses, he doubted God a lot because yes. he said a lot of like, what if they don't listen to what I'm saying? This sounds like modern day imposter syndrome, right? Because he's already doubting right. as if, if God don't send us, he's going to make provision. Mm. Long story short is wow. God was showing him when he was consuming a bush and it didn't burn up who he is. Yeah. He told him to put his hand in his bosom and when he pulled it out, it wasn't leprosy anymore. Wow. Basically letting you know, 
who he is. he is. So if he's telling you that he is this, he's basically letting you know, if I called you, I'm going to make provision yeah. for you. Yes. I'm not going to just send you out there to look stupid. And what we do um, with people who um, suffer with like imposter syndrome, we put ourselves, we it's a spirit of pride. Yeah. And you might not think it is mm. when you're saying, who am I, God? Right. It almost sounds like you're humbling yourself. No, you're not. Right. Because who am I sounds like if I make a mistake, they're going to look at me as a failure. Right. And then, God, where were you at? Because right. you were supposed to make provision for me. Let me tell y'all something. Purpose does not mean painless. Wow. We're not going to have a painless purpose. You, can, you know, you, you're going to you go can, through stuff. You can say that again. Purpose does not mean painless. Purpose does not mean painless. You're going to go through stuff. Think about the three guys when they got thrown into the fire. God was still there. Yes. You know, you want to talk about confidence in God? That's the perfect picture of it. Yes. Is that God was still there. And guess what? He showed that I'm the fire. And Apostle was just talking about this today. Nothing can consume you yes. as long as I'm with you. Right. Now, that does not mean you're not going to get thrown into the fire. Right. That does not mean that the waters will not try to overtake right. you, right? But at the same time, if I'm with you, I got you. Right. And that's the reason why it's pointless to have imposter syndrome. Because if God called you to mental health, Jaquil, if he called you to the whole story Sundays, he's going to make sure what you need is there. Uh -huh. mm. Is at the table. It's there. It's a mouthful. Yeah. So that is why it's not of God because it just doubts the fact that God got you yes. and it doubts his creation. You said it. Yes, you can. That's so good. And now that you speak, I'm just getting like so much revelation. Uh -huh. from like bombarding. No, go ahead. Yeah, you gotta go ahead. I never knew how much I really suffer with the um, imposter syndrome. A lot of people do. Not ever feeling good enough. And, mm. I, and as you were speaking, I was like, um, Am I a minister because I am a first lady? Because my husband is a, a prophet? Come on. Am I really qualified <laughs> to be here? Wow. You're my first lady. <laughs> am, I, am I even qualified to be here? Or am I just along the journey because I'm his wife? Mm. You know what I'm saying? But when I think about it, I was already in a position before he even came. Come on. So God already had provision for me anyway. He just mm. brought somebody to help me along the journey. The journey. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, God. And now being called to a minister as we both were. Yeah. I'm like, is this even really my calling? Because sometimes I don't feel good enough. Me neither. I don't feel like I'm called. Me like, neither. Even though I know it's going to be hard sometimes, it's not going to be easy. To know that God is walking with us every step of the mm. way. Like, he's never going to leave us or forsake us. Right? He's going to give us provision. He's going to give us insight <sighs> along this journey. You better speak. And it's not going to be always easy. It's I, not. We it's have to always remember, he never going to make us look um stupid. He's never going to cause us to look shameful mm. or anything. He's going to be with us every step of the way. And I always have to think about, Lord, I'm not qualified to be here. But I have to always remember that God always mm -hmm. equals the unqualified. Yes, he do. No matter what it looks like, he's always going to be with us. Yes. Way. So he has qualified all of us to be mm -hmm. here. And I think about, too, when you said your mom advocated for you, you are getting healing in this journey now because if she didn't advocate for you, you wouldn't get provision now. It's like you're yes. seeing You are being healed. So even when you cry about it, you're healing. I am. You're healing. Yes. Yes. You're wow. understanding what you put yourself through, what you had to go through, but you're saying like, wow, I really like allowed myself to go through those things. And, but it's good now because now you're able to help people who are going through Right. It. So mm -hmm. crying is good. It doesn't it mean is. you're not healed from it. You're being delivered upon this. Yes, upon I am. Journey, but you get a revelation as you go through. Yes, I am, minister. And I love that you said that because with Moses, right? Mm -hmm. Moses 
was a murderer. Mm -hmm. He wasn't even a real Egyptian. <laughs> he was really a whole Jew, yeah. right? He had, I think, some type of speech impediment. Yes, he was. He was as unqualified as unqualified, as unqualified can, be. can be. You know, and yet God is asking him to lead these people out of mm. slavery. Right? Yes. So it goes to show you what you said. God equips the people who he quali he qualifies, he qualifies. Yeah. and he equips. And that's what is the blessing. You know yes. what I'm saying? So when so when you think about that, right, with Moses, who would have ever thought? I think he was like 80 years old or something. He was way up there was in old. age. Old. An old man who was a murderer, who was really a Jewish person mm -hmm. with a speech impediment, mm -hmm. was going to be able to lead these people for 40 years from one destination to a whole nother destination. Right, right. You see what I'm saying? Mm. And God gave him right. direction. And then you think about it, right? When you coming up with your sermons, God is pouring this stuff right, into you. Right. And then too, when you mm. think about it like this, it's like the one thing that you're most ashamed of, you you are most insecure about, that's your that's your ministry. You got mm -hmm. that right. The thing you feel like, oh, no, I stuck. Yeah. The one thing that I'm, I'm ashamed of that I won't I don't want people to know about. That's what God, that's your purpose. Come on. And what God is gonna use you because other people need. They do. You can't be ashamed of what you are not that great in. Yes, yeah, right. I agree. That's right. And also, I was I never thought that I would have been up here talking about being missed out being in a small class. They would say a slow class. Right. Mm -hmm. You think I want to tell people that? Yeah. Like my husband, future husband, gonna see this and he gonna be like. You know, look, I think about that yeah, type of stuff, yeah. and then I'm like, that's how I know I'm healed from it, though. Yeah, because you can actually share but the you story, can, you, you can, know, you can share it, yeah. you can talk about it. I'm not ashamed of it yes. anymore. As a matter of fact, I want to use it to help other people, yes. And when you were talking about, um, in when you first started off, you know, in Exodus and how, um, God was talking to Moses, yeah, and how he was telling Moses. Pretty much, he was giving Moses his resume. Yeah, and and and, 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 and we have to remember that. Yeah, you know, we have to remember that when God tells us or gives us an assignment, mm -hmm. and we feel like you know we're we're inadequate or, or that we're less than, we have to we have to remember God's resume. Mm -hmm. You know, man, that you know, I was listening to a song oh, today, and man, I love that God was giving him his resume. And and and, and at the end of the song, the, the girl was just kept saying over and over your resume your resume mm. and we have to remember you know look at god's track record even in our in our own life yeah if it man man we we forget sometimes mm. it, it, oh. it it ain't it ain't that far back in my rear mirror right. you know i i can i can i can go back in my in, in, you know in, in my you know my catalog yeah of blessings yeah you know and i can look and, and see where he's brought me from mm -mm -mm. you know and yes i'm you might be going through a difficult time or a difficult moment now, but but what about that 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 monumental uh, mountain that he brought you over? You know, a few years back, he just, he's the same God that brought you through that, and he's the same God that's gonna get you through this small situation now. I've I've saw a post, and I think you even said something similar. We're living in the moment that we pray for. Ooh. You know how many times I prayed to be a therapist? How many times I asked God to use me in I, ministry? What did I say to you the other you day? You told me that you said I'm I'm living something that I prayed for or something like you that. You call me and you tell and you and, and, and you and you, you have these long hour long conversations and you telling me, oh, you know, I'm I'm just tired. Nobody's paying attention. Nobody's listening. Nobody's this thing. I get so that. frustrated with the podcast. and I'm like. <laughs> You're living in the moment that you dreamed about. I dreamed yeah. about. You know, I really am. Who would have ever thought 
five seasons of content. Yeah. That's how you know you call. Yeah. Because God keep giving you yeah. the inspiration. Yes. Like Jeremiah says, like fire shoot up in your bones. Don't matter. You look, can't quit. It does not matter who it's tunes in, who watches. You do what God has called you yes. to do and let God deal with the results. Yes. Let them deal with the results. Come on. And once you and once you have that mindset, you deliver from who who tune in and who don't. God. You know, because some folk don't want to be healed. No, they don't. Let's just, let's just get that out of the way. They want to kind of sit in that moment because they like the attention that it gets them, or they like that the, that they can be comfortable in their mediocrity. Some folk just don't want to work. They don't. They don't want to work because it's gonna take some work. It's gonna take some work, and and you gonna have to ask the Holy Spirit. As long as well as your therapist yeah. to diagnose you, because it's <laughs> some stuff going on, man. You know, it's, it's some generational stuff going on that you may not even know about. Come I'm on. still I'm 47 years old. And I'm still finding out stuff about my family Come that on. I never knew that that directly affects me and my thought process. Mm. So, you know, it takes work. It's, it's you may never get there. Hmm. But you know what? It's not about. And, and, and I think we was talking about this again the other day. It's not about you know, get into the destination. Mm. Because as long as we're in, in this in this fleshly suit, we're never going to get to the actual desti- to the we're destination. Go, you know, it's, it, we, we're never going to get to the actual destination. But am I better than I was yesterday? Come on, am I better than I was last week? Mm. Am I not doing the same stuff? Or, or do I feel better about myself than I did last week? Mm. That's what it's all about. And in that, and, 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 and in that, you, you will learn to live and enjoy life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Instead of always thinking about, you know, getting here, getting here. If you're always thinking about getting somewhere, you never enjoy the journey. And that's practical advice right there for people who suffer with imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Sometimes don't worry so much. It's good to have goals and it's mm-hmm. good to be future minded. Yes. I know I am. And that's probably part of my problem mm-hmm. is that I'm very future minded. I'm already in season 10 mm-hmm. of this. I already visualize myself on the Breakfast Club sometimes. Uh-huh. Sometimes I visualize myself like as a talk show host. Other times <laughs> I visualize myself being on like some Ayana Save My Life or some type of stuff, like yes. going on TV and helping people get their stuff together. I see that, but that's the problem. Because I'm so much of a visionary, yeah. the present stuff always be lacking. Yes, yes. And we yes. gotta keep our keep yourself in the present because though you're still dreaming. Bills still need to get paid. You still got mm-hmm. reality stuff that you need to deal with, and it has to be a healthy balance. Enjoy this right now. Enjoy this. You know, when God say it's pointless to worry about the cares of tomorrow, mm-hmm. that he really is right about that because I've noticed, especially since the last maybe year or so, definitely with living on my own, anything I've ever stressed about has happened in a way where God showed me I already took care of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you were stressed about two weeks ago. I mean, two weeks prior. Yeah. I mean, you know, ahead. And I already worked out two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. You just need to focus on the day. You do that by starting your day with God. And when you feel yourself getting overwhelmed, me and my friend Faja discusses something in casting. Casting is when you start to worry about what you're going through. God, I don't know what I'm going to do about this bill. I don't know what I'm going to do about these kids. I'm stressed out about this project at work. I'm going to give that to you. And when you worry about it, you cast it over and over again. And eventually you'll see it was just you worried about it. You mm-hmm. got through it 24 hours. And then 24 hours later, the issue has resolved itself. I think you covered uh, question four. In a sense, I did. <laughs> Yeah, I just got a few tidbits about question four, about yes. question four, and it just basically says, explain how imposter syndrome reduces the providence, grace, and favor of God. 
Yes. So I just want to say a couple things about that too, guys. And as to this 4-1, Moses answered to God said, what if they do not believe or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you? The question of the night is, do you believe that God is a God of providence? Yes. For those who don't know what providence is, that is basically the protective care of God. Mm. So when God says that I am who I am, that encompasses everything. In the Old Testament, we'll see um, Adonai, we'll see Yahweh, you'll see Jehovah Nisi, which just means the Lord, my banner, Jehovah Rah the Lord, my shepherd, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. In the New Testament, you see, I am the bread of life, or I am the light of the world. I am the gate of the sheepfold. I am the good shepherd. Basically, God is telling you that everything you need, he encompasses that. So if you're ever struggling with something like imposter syndrome, that's the reason why he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, because whatever you need is literally directly in, I am who I am. Yes. Um, a lot of people who have issues with believing like that God is a God of providence and the people who suffer with imposter syndrome, they just don't know who they are. A lot of people can't even tell you who they are despite being a minister, mm. despite being a teacher, a wife. If you ask a person five acronyms, I mean, adjectives about themselves, they got nothing to do with their career, what they do. They, they can't tell you what makes up who they are. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And that was even hard for me because I had to go through and say, can I list five things? Well, I'm creative. I'm vibrant. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm a loving person. Um, And I had to say, I would be creative even if I didn't have a podcast. I would be an encourager even if I wasn't a therapist or a minister. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. once you look at it like that, you just look at it for what God implemented in you versus what you do. It's a gift. It's a love. You know, It's, it's something that you would do. You know, you see that guy that's 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 in the NBA, but even if he wasn't getting paid to play basketball, even if he was working in a warehouse, yeah, he would be at the YMCA on, on the weekends, yeah, um, playing pickup games, playing pickup games because he has that passion, he has that love for the game, mm-hmm. you know. So, and and I guess we're gonna seg seg segue into this question five. Yeah, please share practical tips on how to heal from the spirit of being an imposter. Well, first you have to understand the characteristics of it. So the characteristics of it is the ability to realistically assess your competence and skills. In Judges 6 and 15, we see Gideon replied to God, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest, Manasseh, and I'm the least in my family. Wow. Um, another thing is we got to stop attributing your success to external factors. I already reviewed how Martha was anxious because she felt that the only way this party would come together mm-hmm. is if everything was intact when right. the main the person who was there was jesus yes and he was the one who was gonna make it come together anyway that's right that's right um over achieving in galatians 1 and 13 and 14 we see where apostle paul says for you have heard of my former life in judaism how i persecuted the church of god violently mm. and tried to destroy it come on and now. i was advancing in judaism beyond many of my own age among my people so extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my father. Mm. Uh, um, Then also sabotaging your own success. He who the sun set free is free indeed. So realize that when you if you're free, you would never sabotage your own success because you know that you're doing it for God. And you know you want to make an impression on God. 
The lastly is setting challenging goals and feeling disappointed when you fail. In Romans 8 and 1, we're told, therefore, there is now no condemnation in Christ right, Jesus. Right. So why, if you fail, you shouldn't feel condemned because there's no condemnation in that. That's right. You should look at it as a learning opportunity and move forward. That's right. That's, that's true freedom. Yes, it is. So those are just scriptures and the traits of it. Now I want to say, dig deep. Do some self-analysis and see where the spirit came from. For me, I was able to pinpoint it back to school age, grade six, I mean, grade part one or something like that. And then I was able to see how that experience shaped my whole entire life. Mm -hmm. Some people are so afraid to go deep, but if you, you're never going to know what the root of something is if you don't uproot it, if you don't dig. You know what I'm saying? Um, be kind with yourself and understand that healing is a process. Mm -hmm. I have been in therapy actively since 2019 and been saved since 2016 mm -hmm. as a re a reborn Christian, um, a born again Christian. And I'm still dealing with the residue of this stuff. Mm -hmm. You see oh. what I'm saying? So it goes to show you that oh. this is a forever process. Oh, this is, this is ongoing. He got to keep a because, because there, there, there are things that you haven't even discovered yet yeah and a lot of things you they, they won't even pop up until you become a no. wife a wife no or you become a mother right and what's the, I, and, and, and i see it all the time a lot a lot of stuff doesn't it doesn't pop up until we're in relationships mm. because there's nobody there's nobody else to 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 agitate you know that that thing or or, or to or to you know bring that thing to the surface you mm. know as long as we're about we're by ourselves for the most part, we, we you know we're fine in a lot of we areas. Good, yeah. But but now you bring someone else into the into the equation and you got two trying to become one, mm. and then you have your bag, I have my bag, and then we have to unpack this thing God. and deal with some stuff. Mm -mm -mm. You know what I mean? You're speaking, and that's that's the thing I want to say. Understand that just because things take time mm -hmm. does not mean you can't actively work out your own salvation. Mm -hmm. These things are going to be hindrances to you and your purpose, mm -hmm. right? So you have to be praying and you have to be fast, fast. And that's my next point. Uh -huh. You got to be actively working this stuff out. Right. Um, if you just letting it sit down, just saying, I am who I am. It is what it is. You're never going to, you're never going to heal from it. Right. Um, and that's the perp. That's my next thing. Uh, asking God to send you the resources. We know that he's the source to show you how to heal. That can be a sermon. That can be a devotional book. Mm -hmm. That could be a woman's group or a man's group. That can be therapy. That can be therapy. To my believers, that can be therapy. Mm -hmm. um, every some things, sometimes you just need a therapist. Yes. And sometimes, you know, you just need a good friend to kind of hold you accountable on some stuff. And yes. sometimes you just need a great healing and deliverance ministry. Yes, sir. But all of those things are going to be utilized to help you get to the next step. And then also, don't beat yourself up if you are an imposter. Just notice it and work on it every day. And mm -hmm. ask yourself, why am I doing this today? How can I do this differently the next day or even the next minute? Mm. So those are my tips. Um, yeah. Oh, and stop shrinking when Ooh. you get around people who, who want to remind you of your past or who want to make you feel like you don't deserve to be blessed. Because, again, I am who I am said we're beautifully and wonderfully mm -hmm. made. So you don't have to shrink. That's not how you help imposter syndrome. It makes it worse. No, you rise up and say, God called me in this new season and I'm going to mm. pick up my bed and walk. You know what? I I'm going to say this and then I'm going to shut my mouth. I, I tell um, Jakea, Minister Jakea, mm -hmm. the holistic one, Jakea, yeah. whatever hat she she wants she she wants to put on. But I tell her all the time. She calls. She says I'm clinical, 
I say she's pro- I say she's prophetic. You know, because you, you think about it for a second. Uh-huh. You know, there are certain things when you whenever you come across somebody that's prophetic, a lot of times you'll find them to be very misunderstood. Uh-huh. And like you were saying early in your early in your childhood, mixed being misdiagnosed, you're different. Yeah. You know, and it's not because we're better. But it's it's because you know you, you you're artistic. Your mind mm-hmm. your your mind your mind is like mosaic. It's mm-hmm. it's it's just a a mixture of a whole bunch of ideas and mm-hmm. and and you see things and you, you you see stuff different. Yeah. You know and 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 that's the that's a clear indicator that you might be you know prophetic because yeah. you see things. You know you dream. You you know you're you're you know you're you know mm-hmm. you, you, you like to write stuff down. Mm-hmm. You know. You scribe. Yes, I do. You know, scribe. I'm a scribe. And I'm like, man, she got me, she got me right. And then I ain't never wrote this much. Right. But I find myself right, you know, jotting right. stuff down because mm-hmm. there are things that we dream about. There are things that God has given us a vision about. And they get lost because we we think it's just just happenstance. Yeah. But in essence, God is saying, I want you to write this thing down because you know, oh there's some things I want, you know, I want you to examine. I love because it. Because it surely it should come to pass. God, I love it. So Yes, I love it. Love All it, right, love it. It. you know, so I'm gonna let you have your, Close cl- your closing remarks. Out. Okay, well, guys, first of all, I just want to just say a couple of things, and then we done. Mm-hmm. It is National Gun Violence Awareness Month. Okay. Um. So next podcast episode, we're going to be wearing orange, and if y'all want to support on this podcast. By next Sunday, it will be nice to see everybody with an orange background of some sort. Um, Yes, that's the one thing. The other thing is um, we'll be back with another episode next week. I know Mm -hmm. it's kind of back to back, but yeah, that's just how we're doing it. Mm -hmm. Happy Pentecost Sunday. Expect a miracle today. (laughs) And with that being stated, that's it. Um, Go get your tickets for the Healing Ship Conference so you can hear Prophet Lowe, Coach Ray, um um there miss diane speak mm-hmm. um yeah and that's pretty much it on everything that i have going on that being stated i love y'all and i love hope you guys to see y'all next week. love you guys until next time uh jq yep uh, i look forward to, to to being up here with you again my honorary guest he's gonna be on every season <laughs> god bless you guys and we'll yes. see you next time yes we will bye-bye bye-bye